This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz on a Friday. A lot of hijinks, a lot of predictions flying around. One of the things we always do, of course, on a Friday, a little five-star Friday as we continue to get ready for Baltimore and Pittsburgh Sunday at Heinz Field. First meeting of the season between these two bitter AFC North rivals. And what better way to set the scene than to go into the classroom with Professor Motes. But this time it's not a lecture. It's a hype session. Let's go. What are the five biggest matchups that will determine the outcome of the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens Sunday at Heinz Field? Well, we'll tell you with a little thing that we call five-star friday we're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups five-star matchup somebody leaving here with a loss not gonna be us okay 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 let's get it man first matchup we got to talk about yeah you're i ready totally for just this. messed you up there it happens it's all good i ain't tripping baby you know i'm with you anyway anyhow <laughs> we not set tripping at all but do the you, first do you matchup, want me to tee you up so you don't have to you sure? i feel bad i feel like you're serving yourself hey man like, at, I'm supposed at, to be at, Wimbledon, at Wimbledon? Well, that's true. At Wimbledon, you got to serve yourself. But at the more. Masters, like your caddy comes over and tees well, up the well, ball. Well, for... let's play tennis first, and then okay, we'll go okay. golf Sounds after good. this Sounds one. Good. All right, Sounds so good. I'm going to. Uh, You're like, I'm going to roll now. Don't stop. You know? You know? But to start this thing off, man, we got to talk about Najee Harris versus Patrick Queen. Now, these are two Ooh. young guys that are going to be stars in this league, man. Guys that we're going to enjoy watching them battle each other in the division twice a year for a long yes, time, we hopefully. Are. But, man, this is good on good right here. You talk about Najee Harris. He's been the main focal point of our offense. We saw last week where he wasn't utilized as often, and the offense looked really stagnant at times. I don't want to hear about a rookie wall. You drafted too high to have a rookie wall. You Mm -hmm. better kick that door down, big fella, all right? But Patrick Queen is a young stud linebacker. See ball, hit ball, sideline to sideline. Um, think Devin Bush variety um, in terms of his makeup, but a lot more productivity, a lot more nastiness when he plays. He plays it the right way. Definitely plays it the right way, but this is going to be one of those ones that we all going to want to watch right here, man, because this can determine which team is going to be able to have a lot more success offensively and defensively with this matchup right here. No, I love it. And, you know, it. I like how you state, too, this could be one of those classic, mm-hmm. you know, we saw so many – Steelers Ravens battles mm-hmm. for a long time. How we would talk about your Terrell Suggs, your Ray Lewis's, mm-hmm. your Elvis Doomervilles, your Ed Reeds. I mean, mm-hmm. it's certain guys that become the new features in the rivalry. Willis McGahee versus yeah. Ryan Clark. This right here. TJ, I'm, who's your mama this, versus Ike T. This the intro. This is this is round one. This this, this round one. This could be um this could be more than a trilogy, Arthur. Oh, no, no question. No this question. could be the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. by the time it's all said and done. I'm, I am so excited to watch these two guys go at it. Like and from the heart. I'm I can't wait. Let's not let's not forget this either. Not only are they two young talented studs, not only is it Steelers versus Ravens, this goes back further. You've got Bama versus LSU. You've got two guys that played each other a few times in college, two national champions as well, too. Yeah, that is a good one to get us started here. Five star Friday. Matchup number two. All right, second matchup we got to talk about is Alex Highsmith versus a tackle that used to be of this parish. We used to call him Big Al. Now he's just Alejandro Villanueva <laughs> because he plays for them Ratbirds. So he's no longer Big Al. So with that being said, Alex Highsmith versus Alejandro Villanueva, this becomes even more significant, especially with some of the news coming out 
about COVID positives or guys who might not be available. Um, looks like we're going to have, you know, potentially some additions to that COVID list on that D-line, which is not good at all. But it brings even more prominence to Alex Highsmith and him having to play at an ex- extremely high level because this right here, man, he has to beat this. He has to win constantly and provide that pressure on Lamar Jackson. We know when Lamar isn't able to be comfortable, when he's forced to have to speed up or extend plays at times, he will make some mistakes. Well, this is one of those ones where Alex, you got to force that, man. The only way to force it is by beating the drum with Al Alejandro Villa Nueva. Like I said, I'm not going to call him Big Al because he is not with our squad right now. That's huh. right. Listen, you don't get huh. nicknames nope. when you play for the enemy. Sure don't. I like that. That's a good rule, actually. Hey, man. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's so many times we'll be like, oh, yeah, man, he used to play here. We always got love. And it's like, well, wait a minute. He went to the Ratbird. I don't want to give him no love like yeah. that just yet. Nah. Uh, nope. Listen. Nope. Nope. When James Harrison mm-hmm. left and, you know, I'm about, to, I'm about to do the Ohio State thing here. Uh-oh. When James Harrison left and went to that team up north. Uh-huh. Oh, you see what I did there? I like what you did right there. None of us were calling him Debo. Mm-mm. He was James Harrison. Now, when he was done with them, he became Debo once again, but I, I like that as a rule. You don't get to keep your Pittsburgh nickname when you go elsewhere, particularly if elsewhere is New England or Baltimore. Five Star Friday, matchup number three. Okay, I'm reloaded. Devin Bush, what up, baby? We've called you out. Okay, you've been under heavy Wait, criticism. We have? I feel like he's okay? flown under the radar D. this week. D. Bush, a lot of people have been getting on you, D. Bush. I critiqued you. I criticized your performance, right? I don't care about, you know, you personally. I'm never going to go with you personally because, nah, we don't do that. But I have talked about your performance. But I ain't one of those guys that's going to talk about you and then just, you know, Go ahead and tell you sit in the front side, sit in the backseat, mafia style, and we just get rid of you. No, no, no. That's not how I operate, baby. I'm a believer in second chances. I'm a believer in redemption. And I'm a believer in, hey, you can be reloaded. And this is the week four, baby. You know why? Because the Baltimore Ravens rushing attack is very real. It's significant. They do it in in a ton of ways, but they do it in some ways that I actually think you'll be all right in. Because when you think about Cincinnati, the way they run the ball is what? They're downhill physical. It's no, right. It's no surprises about how they do it. We're coming right at you. And that's going to make you have to play what? Big boy ball. Hat in hands, uh, you know, block release, stack shed, and things like that. A lot tougher for a smaller guy like Devin. Well, Baltimore, they don't necessarily just try to blow you off the ball. No, they're going to do it with a little bit of gamesmanship, some showmanship, some I'm going to show you this hand, but this guy has the ball. I'm going to run this way, but that guy has it over there. More of the smoke and mirrors variety. Mm-hmm. Now, why can that help Devin? Because he's a great athlete. He can run really fast sideline to sideline. But I also like the fact that if he's not going to have alignment up on him as frequently and him having to be as physical at the point of attack, he will at least be able to utilize that speed that we're going to need, especially if Lamar's pulling it, going sideline to sideline, which we know he likes to do. So in this vein, in particular when we're just focusing on the running element of it, D. Bush, you got to give us something this week, baby. Redemption, baby. Come on, baby. I need you to be reloaded. I need you to – hey, turn back the clock, okay? Everything that you've had that's been negative this season – Flush it. Who cares? You can't go back and change it, can you? Nope. So, all right, what can you do? You can control what you can control, and that is your performance, that is your effort, and that is your productivity as a whole. And this is one of those ones where you're going to get opportunity. Trust me, they're not going to hide from you. In fact, they're probably going to feature you. Stand up to it, baby. Stand up to it. 
Motsi, I said at the top of the show that I felt like Sunday was a real make-or-break point for a lot of Steelers fans in terms of the outlook of this season, in terms of you know this being the crossroads moment that when we look back in a couple years, this will be the moment that, that has a big part in telling the story of this mm-hmm. season. Buddy, I think you can say that same thing for Devin Bush. You got six games here. It's got to start sometime, if not now, then when. For Devin Bush's story in the black and gold, these last six games, it, it, it feels like that that's going to be a big part of writing that story. And like I said, if not now, then when? How about against a big division rival at home and what's about as close to a must-win game as you can get to it at this point in the season with still six games to go? I really like that one from Professor Motes. Five-star Friday, matchup number four. Okay, now I'm excited about this one as well because this is more of the fun variety. I feel like this is going to be a great cat and mouse uh element going on in this game. Uh, similar to Tom and Jerry, actually. Yeah, very similar. But um, it'll be Lamar Jackson versus Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, we know what Lamar, what does he do? He extends plays greatly. He can, affect the, he can impact the game with his legs as a runner, but he also can break your back with some of his throws downfield. Sure. So, with that being said, Minka has to be on his, on his P's and Q's in terms of when he's going to get his opportunities to have open field tackling, situations where Lamar is out there running, you got to be better with your angles. You got to be better with your pursuit. Now, when it's the situations where he is extending plays to throw, this is where Minka comes into play. Because even though Lamar has done a better job of putting the ball in tight windows, at times he still has bad placement of balls. Not necessarily seeing the field wrong, but the placement. And this is something we get on seven about this year. If a ball supposed to be on the right shoulder, but it's on the left shoulder. As a defender, that's the difference between me getting a pick and it being a completion. Sometimes Lamar still struggles with that. Those are the areas where Minka has to capitalize. Because as we said, them having the turnover ratio that they have and them still being able to win lets you know they can overcome their mistakes. Sure, sure. But you have to keep making them have those mistakes. You have to keep taking the ball out of their hands because eventually that defense that they have, even though they have good players and they have younger players, inexperienced players who are playing at a higher level right now, some might even say exceeding expectations – If you keep putting them out there, eventually the dam will break. But you can't get them in that situation if you don't create those turnovers or at least capitalize on the opportunities because I'm not even asking Minka to force a turnover. You don't even have to force it. You're going to have opportunities handed to you. Hmm. That's just how they play. You're going to have these opportunities, but it's on you to capitalize on them. Take advantage. You can't drop them. They can't be, oh, man, we tipped it, or this guy had it and we missed it. It can't be, oh, it went in the air and it fell harmlessly to the ground. That can't be this week. you got to capitalize on those mistakes that they're going to make because, like I said, they will make these mistakes. You watch them on tape, they've made mistakes, most mistakes in every single game this season. Every single game. They're a little loosey-goosey on offense. That's a nice way to say it. A little loosey-goosey. All right. I feel like we've we've missed out on this. It's been a couple weeks. No show last Friday because Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah, I knew true. there was something. Uh, we had some scheduling conflicts the Friday before. We both had the day off. Hmm. I got to deliver. It's December football. It's the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> Five-star Friday. Here he is. 
Come on! Matchup number five. They ain't going and I'm going down with the ship. I got to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, seven? Versus that Ravens secondary. Now, you know me being the film junkie that I am. I can't help myself. I like to go watch tape. And when I watch tape, it tells me stories. Sometimes it tells me stories that I really like. And one story that I absolutely love is the fact that that Ravens secondary, it's a little loosey-goosey. Yeah, they can be had. Uh, yeah, they do make plays, but at the same time, they give up a ton of yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch that Browns team, even though the Browns could not score, they were able to move the ball. They were able to move the ball passing on that Ravens team as well. The difference is this. When the Ravens upped their pressure in the second half and were able to create that hostile environment on Baker, that's when the game shifted a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. But if you can't protect – Ben can carve this defense up. We've already seen it in terms of that Chargers game. That Chargers game, that secondary was a lot better than this Ravens secondary. Now, this Ravens secondary plays well, but they're aided by their pass rush. They got three guys in terms of uh, Lamar, uh, excuse me, in terms of uh, Justin Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Owe. Owe, because it's Odafe now. It's not Jason anymore. I don't know if you saw right, that. I did yeah, see he changed that. his name. I did see and that. And then, uh, Ty, uh, Ty, was it Tyus uh, Bowser? Tyus Bowser. Yep. Yeah, so with those three guys, man, they've been doing a good job they of have. creating pressure, and that's helped out their secondary. But when those guys aren't creating pressure, man, that secondary is highly susceptible. And all I'm saying to myself is if Ben can get time, Ben, you got to operate at a high level. This got to be one of your ones where, you know, you're accurate. You're taking care of the ball. You're not turning it over. We can't have pick sixes. That pick six last week, it got washed under the rug because of the timing of the game. But that can't happen. That can't happen. You know, you can't have those out there. But if he can just be sharp, if he can just be – he don't have to be great, Ben. Just be good, Ben. Be good, Ben. No turnovers, man. I'm telling you, this secondary, they can be got. They can be had, man. So – that's the fifth and final one, and that's why I had to put it out there, man, and save it for the last one because it's on seven, baby. Need you this week. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. There they are, the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Stiller's Ravens Sunday at Heinz Field. Arthur Mutz, one more time for anybody who might have joined us late or just wants to double-check their notes. Yeah, man, the uh, first matchup. Whew, super excited about this one. Najee Harris versus Patrick Queen. This could be a matchup that we're watching for years to come in this AFC North division, and it will be spectacular. Ooh, yeah, from the SEC to the AFC. No Let's go. No question. The next one, Alex Highsmith versus Alejandro Villanueva, the artist formerly known as Big Al. But he can't have that nickname because he doesn't play in Pittsburgh right now. So that's one, though, that's going to be exciting as well. I fully anticipate Alex Highsmith having a day. All right, third matchup. Man, redemption song. Okay. Don't you have to sing. Come on now. He's reloaded. I need Devin Bush, baby. We back in the saddle, baby. I'm riding with you this week. Come on now. Devin Bush versus this rushing attack of the Baltimore Ravens. Be a playmaker. Sideline to sideline. They're not going to attack you in the way that you struggle. They're going to attack you in a way that actually benefits you. But make it look like a benefit for you. Okay. Uh, fourth matchup we got to talk about, Minka Fitzpatrick versus Lamar Jackson. The mm. Tom and Jerry, the cat and mouse trick right here. When Lamar gives you opportunities to create turnovers, capitalize, okay? We don't know when, we don't know how often they will be, but he will give you some opportunities. Take advantage of it. That's what you got to do. And in the fifth and final matchup, the most important of them all, the granddaddy of them all, no pun intended talking about age here, is Ben Roethlisberger versus that Ravens secondary. Man, if Ben can have time, 
This is a game where he should be able to thrive and look really good because their secondary struggles at times. Their secondary gives up yardage at times. And we have receivers that should be able to win against that group. So let's make it happen. Agreed. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love it. This love a little five-star Friday. Not, how could you not love five-star Friday? I'm ready to run through a wall, and I was the one talking. There you go. Well, I mean, I'd have hyped myself you gotta up. you got to be your own best hype man I'd sometimes. have hyped myself up. Man, I'm ready to hit something. I'm ready to hit something. Uh, just not me, please. I don't know, man. We I can't on. make any promises. Let's go find somebody out in the hallway. All well, right? As long as we record it when I hit you, it'll be worthwhile. Because it well, will go viral. Point. It'll definitely go viral. Listen, you know me. I'm all about the content. I'll be the new office linebacker. Every, or you know, <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. That uh, Yesterday when Carter was on, our, our buddy David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, yeah. he tweeted and he said, Hey, Carter, all this Steelers information is great, but what we really want to know is can you play middle linebacker? What's up, though? Can you come downhill? <laughs> Did he say yes, though? I, don't, I think he's like you. I, oh, think he's, I, think, I, I think he's happy not getting hit. Yeah. I'm now, he, like me, he doesn't hit. have the decade of experience of getting hit like you do. But he does kind of look like Cam Hayward. So he's he got does. That going he does a little bit, yeah. Just like a little shorter, but he looked like him. He could like he could be a stunt double for Cam, you know, he, in, in a like, movie, in, in like an eighties action movie. Heck yeah, heck yeah, yeah, yeah. Katie tweets us and she says, "No show the past two weeks on a Friday, two losses. Coincidence? I think not." Hey, Katie, I, I you know like that. I I agree with it. I agree with it. It also makes me feel very proud though, because it's it makes me think like, Mo, you like Spider Man, right? I do. You, I know you've seen the OG Spider-Man movies, Come like on, the Tobey Maguire. Can't go, can't go wrong with OG. We're, we're Peter Parker fans up in here. You know, OG Spider-Man, like 2002, I think the first one came out. Mm-hmm. You know, Uncle Ben, he has a line to Peter Parker where he says, with great power comes great responsibility. I do remember that. I think that's what Katie's telling us here, too. Mm. And you know what? I'll take it. I'll take the responsibility because yeah. that's what comes with having great power. And that's what you all have given us here on Steelers Nation Radio. There's Five Star Friday. We will have the Here We Go song. Oh, oh about 10, eh, about 15 minutes from now. Eh, 15, 20 minutes from now. About 15, 20? 15, 20? The, 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 the math, math's not my strong suit, all right? About 15, 20 minutes from now, we'll uh, we'll have the Here We Go song. We'll get to all your predictions. We are we are back with the Friday hijinks just the way that we like it, and uh, we're happy to have you guys rocking and rolling with us too. Motsi, question for you. Um, as we continue to, you know, get ready for Sunday, look ahead to Sunday, um, I feel like we've spent some decent time here talking about Baltimore. As it relates to the Steelers, from an offensive perspective, okay, I, I guess there's no better way for me to ask you this than just what's been more frustrating maybe mm. is the best way to put this. Um, two options for you, okay, A and B. Uh, option A is what seems like a real lack of usage for Najee Harris in the red zone, mm-hmm. and particularly in goal-to-go situations. Yeah. Or option B, what feels like just when he was starting to figure it out, just when he was starting to become part of this offense, all of a sudden we haven't seen much of Pat Fryermuth these past couple weeks, particularly across the middle, where it felt like the Steelers were, were slowly starting to gain some ground about a month ago. Option A, lack of Najee in the, in the red zone and goal-to-go situations, or option B, Lack of Pat Fryermuth, particularly over the middle. I'm going to go uh, the red zone. Yeah, Najee not getting his touches in the red zone because sometimes you're watching him on the goal line situation. You're just like, why are you not just turning around? You got first round running back. Like, why are we going lateral? Why are we trying to trick teams? Why are we lining up in shotgun when you got, you know, 230 pound running back who 
thrives in being physical. We've mm-hmm. seen him at the goal line. He can run you over. He'll jump over you. Like, he has multiple ways. Whereas with Pat, I think it's a little bit more than just the lack of usage. Um, you watch the Chargers game. The reason why he wasn't used as much was uh, a number 33 by uh, – I think his name is Derwin James. Ah, <laughs> yes, that guy. That was, the, that was the reason why you weren't getting a lot of Pat because – for them, they essentially said, we're going to play man-to-man or we're going to play two-man and have everybody one-on-one, and that took Derwin off the middle of the field and put him on Pat. That's why Pat was pretty much non-existent yeah. at times in that game, man. Where And then last week, I just thought the way the flow of the game went, it became a, they're trying to chase. And now when you're trying sure. to chase, you can't operate like how you want to. Sure. You're just taking shots downfield. And it, it, I mean, it got gory at times. We know that. So that was the thing with that. But with Nas, you're just like – Man, it's almost like they want to protect him from overusage, but at the same time overuse him. But then when it's a game where it's like, no, lean on him now, it's like, no, 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 we want to save him right here. Right. That last game, when we're looking, it's like, what, 12 touches total. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We haven't cared about his usage at any point this season, and now in a game that we, you know, got to have, a game where, you know, the stakes are pretty high, now we get in here and we act shy with him and his availability and his usage. Those are some of the things where, you know, I'm just like, ah, yeah. That, that hits for me. What, what, what say you, though? I agree with you. Um, I, I, I would go with option A. For every reason that you just said, plus one more. I like when we get options, though. Motes, this feels like it's... it's and I, I'm not drawing... I'm not saying it's all because of this. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not trying to draw a direct correlation. But it was about the time that the Steelers' offense in the red zone went from top five in the league to bottom five in the league was when Antonio Brown was traded to what was at the time the Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. now the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, well, I guess it was still Oakland before he moved on. You get what I'm saying. I was like, wait a minute. What, what, what? The Steelers, in that last season that would have been 2018? Yeah. They were top five red zone offense in the NFL. Antonio Brown was a huge part of that. I think they were destined to take a little bit of a step back. Obviously, when you consider in 2019, too, that Ben Roethlisberger only played six quarters of football before mm-hmm. he missed the entire year. But last year it was a problem. This year it's been a problem. That's why I go with A, because when you're a offense like the Steelers that we knew wasn't going to be super dynamic, no one was expecting, right, when it was 30 points a game in the Killer B era, no one was expecting that from this offense this year. Because of all of that, when you're an offense that's very young, four rookie starters on the offense, a lot of new moving parts, new offensive coordinator, when you get down in the red zone, when you get down in the goal-to-goal situations, you need six. You need seven. Mm-hmm. You, you can't keep settling for field goals when you're a team that already isn't going to score a ton of points. That, to me, makes me lean on option A. Because it's, it's one thing to struggle to get into the red zone. But you know what? They they have been able to move the ball. For the, you know, take Cincinnati out of the They have been able to they move the ball. Been. They just get down into the red zone. They get in goal-to-go situations so many times. And it's either they run a fancy jet sweep trick play that fools the defense and they score mm-hmm. or a whole lot of nothing. Um, and that, to me, it's almost like we talk about, you know, we've had this conversation in years past when the Steelers' defense wasn't playing as well at times. Like, you can be an average defense, but if you can bend and not break in the red zone, right? If you can take the ball away, if you can force to hold teams to field goals instead of letting them in the end zone, there's ways that you can make up for that in the aggregate, in the margins. And that's what this offense needs to do for the Steelers now. We are, Again, none of us are expecting Killer B's era, um, Arthur Moats era, 2016 Steelers going to go out there and score 35 points a game. 
But when you get down in the red zone, you need to be coming away with a touchdown as opposed to settling for a field goal more often. I would agree. That's why I would go with that. Got to get the points, man. Got to get the points, points, baby. Oh, mozi. It's supposed to be a nice feel-good Friday. You I over know. Here, I'm man. sorry. I'm sorry for you doing that. You doom and glooming us on a Friday. Come I'm on, sorry man. For doing that. You know we don't do these things around here in this parish. Heesh. <sighs> All right. Can we do a little word association before we go to break? Only here? if it's a nice game. Just word <laughs> association. All right. I'm gonna throw okay. a few things out. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind when All you right, think of. Let's it. do it. Hot dog. Chicken. Would have been Would have been chili. Ah. And then buffalo sauce. There it is. All right. Cool. Uh, John Harbaugh. Better than Jim. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. Hate the khakis. Crab cakes. Situationally good. Edgar Allan Poe. Whatever he was on, keep it away from me. The animal, the raven. Oh. I'm more of an eagle guy. <laughs> the TV show, That's So Raven. That's so raven. Never heard of her. Huh. Old Bay seasoning. Fire. Fuego. Uh, okay. All right, 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 all right. I, can't, I can't go all the way there with it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh. <laughs> that Old Bay. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, man. You got me. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> the Wire. Oh, man. I can't go against that either. Epic. <sighs> Carmelo Anthony. Ooh, not better than Braun. Mm-hmm. That was always my, like, yeah, when those two guys came out. Mm-mm. Ain't better than Bron. And last one, those dorky camo pants that they wear at M&T Bank Stadium. Trash and their knockoff Zubaz. They just saw how the Bills did pants, and they wanted to get something cool, and they couldn't even do that right. <laughs> there it is. My Baltimore word is so – I should do that every opponent I'm not that we – That was pretty fun. I should do that for every opponent that we – That play. was pretty Maybe fun. Maybe we just can put a new, uh, new tradition here Seriously, on the Seriously, we could, like, Did make I miss? this long. I mean, I know I probably mi- – oh, Michael Phelps. I'm trying to think of other things Baltimore's famous for. <laughs> I, I, I don't even like the water. I, I, there we go. There I don't we go. like the water. I, I know I missed some things, but – We'll, we'll 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 leave it there for now. Last chance, last solicitation for those tweets, you knuckleheads. Uh, you got questions, you got comments, you got concerns, you got reactions, Steelers-related, football-related, life-related. You also got a prediction for us for Sunday. You can get at us right now is your time. At Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Duh. We'll get to your predictions. We'll give our predictions. We'll sing some songs. It's all on the table when we come back for our final segment of the week. So don't you dare go anywhere. Mm -mm, Don't you do it. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.